0: Welcome to the Victor Collins' Sabre podcast. We pray the Holy Spirit will speak to you and stir you up as you listen to this anointed, transformative, and down to earth teaching by Bishop Collins. Discover how God can change your life and ministry forever. Enjoy the message.
1: Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this session. Speak to our hearts, affect our lives. In Jesus' name, somebody said amen. 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 And give Jesus a big hand clapping. You may be seated. <clears throat> amen. I want to thank God for Pastor Sam and his beautiful ministry. Amen. Very, very thankful. And, um, you know, sometimes we... we we don't get what we expect. Um, but we, 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 we should take these these meetings and what happens as God's will. You get it? Because our, our desire was to get pastors from around to come with their church members. but Many people are not on what we are on. Do you get it? And, and it starts small. It starts small. So, uh, we are grateful that you know you will gather. In fact, what Pastor Sam is even suggesting is that this will be an annual event. That you know he'll bring you together and invite me and, and come and you know, you know, water you as, as plants. And I think it's a very, very good, good, good idea. What,
2: what do you think about
1: that? that? Mm-hmm. And so you, you can see his heart for you and his heart for the work. And so you must you must patronize his ideas, and his, and his vision. And so buy the book and, and read alongside himself and, and, and champion the course of what God is doing through him. I'm telling you, a prophet is not without honor but in his own country. He may be from here, but if you, if you change the way you look at him, God will do something great in this place. See, the fact that we are related alone means that God is going to do something beautiful with his alive. And we have come here With all the things that we might even say we have. I'm very, very encouraged about what is happening here. Because I also have to build churches in the areas where we have branches. And to me, this he has made it look so simple. Because when I look at what I am doing in number two, it makes church building look very, very big to me. But to come in his word and see that it can be done. It can be done. done. Cry every Saturday. You take the boys, it can be done so easily. So this is a very, very good. Uh, A beginning a good setup and God will not allow people who wouldn't receive to even come around. Oh? And so as much as we didn't get the people we're looking for, it's a blessing to have you here because you are the ones who are already, you know, at a certain wavelength. (laughs) Yes, it's a good place to clap, sister. God bless you. God bless you. So let's patronize uh, uh, um, these meetings and these sessions, as well as the books. I believe that God will um, help us. So don't forget, we have a book here on marriage. Um, It's very important. It's very interesting to be an apostle. I feel maybe a little bit of what uh, Apostle Paul was feeling. Now, I've come to the point where I don't even want to do marriage counseling. Yeah. It's like, if you don't take care as a minister here, Guyanese Christians will not let you do what God wants you to do. And I'm speaking from experience. Auntie, I'm speaking from experience. <laughs> because we started a church with six months counseling before you get married. Many people have made our efforts become useless. Because people who have gone through six months counseling have later made their marriages rubbish, useless. And so, I am even wondering because there is not a single thing here that will not help your marriage if you accept it. You know I like you, you know that? What's your name, man?
2: Colette.
1: Colette. Colette. I like you bad. I like the way you watch me, man. I, <laughs> Sister Colette, yeah. I like the way you watch me.
2: <laughs> I need you sing that song for me, huh? <laughs> yeah, I like the way she's
1: very, she's looking at me, Is it's nice Pa. <laughs> Hallelujah, Sister Colette, God bless you. So I'm saying that there's so many things here. As much as people don't appreciate it, it's still very good information for your marriage. Right? There's a chapter that speaks about acceptance. I mean, I tell you, I tell you, Sister Charlene will tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Acceptance. I mean, after a few years of marriage, you have to accept one another. I tell you. It's my bishop who said one day that, one day you see many many married couples they fake love on the outside there's something he calls pda public display of affection when the couples are outside they make people think that oh everything is alright go and look at them in the bedroom yeah. <laughs> everybody their pony the phone or pony tablet they bought a king size bed that they are not coming together, everybody's on the end. Don't worry about them. Don't worry about them. Many men don't get erections. Yeah, because they've seen it. Ah. Now when you see it, you say, man, cover yourself, man. What are you the point? <laughs> Why you expose yourself like that? <laughs> no erection. Yeah. It happens, It comes. What do you do in that stage or other stage of your life? You accept your life. You have to find, you have to find some olive oil. Uh-huh. And then you massage it, you massage it, you massage it.
2: and when it gets up, then you use it.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Is it otherwise? Otherwise, the other way. That you can choose, which is not good, is to find somebody who makes it rise up. Which we are not allowed to do. <laughs> I wish God had a court we could go and pro- 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 say, protest. Say, so Lord. CCJ, we protest. <laughs> because there's definitely somebody who could co- help it ra- raise up quickly. You don't, you don't need no olive oil. But we are not allowed. So what do you do? You have to accept what it is. Because everything degenerates in life. Including feelings and affection and attraction. Attraction is, is, is hot in the early days. After many years becomes normal. Yeah. (laughs) It becomes normal. If you don't take care, when the person's out and it's 10 o'clock, you don't even call. You know, she'll come home. (laughs) It's okay. Yeah, but in the early days, you call, girl, you all right? Everything okay? All right, I just checking on you. 11 o'clock, you are even going to sleep. So, I'll lock the door. She'll open the door and come inside. It is called acceptance. And if you don't understand such a face, you can easily get frustrated and do bad things. It's a real thing in life. It's a real thing in life. In the beginning, the breast is standing like that. It's firm. uh, With some, I don't know the... It's like a mango. (laughs) Then after some years, it falls down. That's why they made bra. To bring it up, <laughs> but it's not working <laughs> because you can't put it on the. They should have made uh, a natural, brother. You can't take it off. Invisible, Invisible bra. <laughs> but this is when you take it off, it goes back down. It it defies the force of gravity. <laughs> it can't stay up. Now you have to accept something that has fallen down from grace. <laughs> yeah, you have to learn to play and to and to and to enjoy something that has fallen, not something that is standing. It's acceptance. Yeah. Some of them are dry. You have to you
2: have to you have to, <laughs> you have to accept the dryness. <laughs> Where are you going, girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that, 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 that's the real thing.
1: Acceptance. The Bible says, who can make straight what God has made crooked? So there are things that we can't change. So you can be two people in the in the room. One throws things all over the place, and one, one gathers things neatly be surprised. Nice, beautiful girl. Nice hair. Nice hips. Nice everything. When you go to her bedroom, her panties, brasiers are all over the place.
2: Ah. You know some. Ah. (laughs) Yes.
1: Now, when you have not married her, Everything looks nice. Then at the wedding honeymoon, everything looks organized. Now, when you settle, Sister Colette, when you settle, the first few weeks she tries to act. Those who pretend. Then after a while, you see that she bathing in the night, she doesn't bathe. Take off the panty and left it so in the corner. Take off the brasia. Left it so in the corner. <laughs> yeah. And then you, the man, if you're organized, you have to pick up the panties. Pick up the yeah But you can't do that for 50 years of your life. So at a point, you kick it like
2: that. Shine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> let me put you to the side <laughs> I like that. you see so I understand as I've grown up why my father put my mother in her own room yeah oh gee the old people they are not stupid though <laughs> no they are not stupid We always wondered why when my father built his house, he put my mother in her own bedroom and he took his own bedroom. We always wondered, man, nice, lovely couple. All these years, eight children. You've made eight children big. Now when we come home, you got to go to mommy's bedroom and you have to go to daddy's bedroom separate. When daddy's going out, you're a lucky door. (laughs) <laughs> a gone with the keys <laughs> those days landlines were rare he has a landline in his bedroom so you see the landline the cable is all through under the door so when you hear the door a phone ringing in his bedroom if he's not there you can't pick up you can't pick up then at the point my mother used to you know throw hints telephone that you can't use.
2: <laughs> so
1: the, the man got fed up, so he organized another uh, set in the living room, and he had his own in his bedroom. So when he rings, he gets up from the living room, and he begins to walk to his bedroom. When he sees my mother, my mother coming to pick, he said, "Don't pick, I'll pick." <laughs> yeah. He married my mother at the age of 18. My mother was 18 years old when he, she married my father. Yeah. They were married for many years until my father died at 86. But it was very amazing how the, the rooms were separated. As I've grown, I, I think I understand a little bit of it. Yeah. So when my father got weaker in his life, he had a bell. <laughs> so when he needs my mother in the room in the night, he would take the bell and ring it. <laughs> so my mother would tell us, "You should try. You should try right there. You should try. right there. You should try right there." Try right there. Try right there. <laughs> he said, "He doesn't want me to stay in the room now. He calling me for what?" <laughs> She'll say it right now. Because she'll say it, you know, to us. we we'll say it. So that we will have to now go and see, find out what it's looking for. When you go, he say, where's your mother? Call your mother for me. <laughs> the bell is not for you. It's for she. Let she
2: come.
1: <laughs> I tell you, very, very fantastic. So you have to accept. Yeah, I'm sure if it's these days, they won't Fight. You fight. You can't push it out. Broke up things in the house. But my mother comfortably took her bedroom and we were doing it in the house. Cra cra. I mean, was, ah, what is this? But I'm sure my father was fed up with her in the room at a point. And since they had a lot of power, they could just put them out in another room. It's very fantastic. We wish we had such power at this time also. Yeah. Uh, we'll fight You're going to fight? I'll put you out. (laughs) Fight outside. outside. (laughs) outside. Yeah. So acceptance is a key. And it all comes from this this book and from the scriptures. And I think that if we do that in our marriages, our marriages will last. Because the the, the sweetness does not stay forever. And you have to learn, even as an older person, to drink tea without sugar. You don't tell tea, you know what, me won't drink you no more. I can't drink tea with sugar. I'm fed up with No, no, no. You still have to learn to drink the tea without sugar. Learn to drink the porridge without the sugar. You don't tell the porridge that because the doctor says you shouldn't take sugar anymore, that you will not. No. In the same way, the sweetness can live a bit. But Christianity and Christ-likeness should help us to accept our state and our situation until death do us part. What do you think? Uh So if we buy the book, we read the Bible, it will help us in our relationships. This book, which I, um, that's what we're using for our Monday meeting. He that hath, him shall be given, and he that hath not from him shall be taken, even that which he hath. This is a prosperity book. Yeah, it shows you how Jesus said it, that the people who have, they will continue to have. And the people who don't have, they will also continue not to have. So the rich will become more richer and the poor become more poorer. It's a very interesting book to to read and to find out. Why do rich people still get richer? And why do poor people get poorer? One of the things about poor people, most of this uh, prophet uh, did uh, research. So a lot of it is from practical research. And you realize that people, sometimes people are poor because they are lazy. Yeah. One of the things... The reasons why people are poor is laziness. And many Christians are lazy. Many Christians think that once they believe God and they serve God and they pray and they go to church, things will happen. But it's not like that. It's a book to read. I'll challenge you to get a copy and read. But we will go back to our art of shepherding for this, our second session. Um, And um, we want to look at a chapter that is called a, a chapter that is called Disappointing Shepherds. <laughs> so we, we spoke about the sheep earlier. I want to talk about disappointing shepherds. <laughs> ah disappointing shepherds in first samuel chapter 15 verse 11 first samuel chapter 15 and verse 11 Are you there? The Bible says, the New American uh, Standard Bible says that, I regret that I have made Saul king for he has turned back from following me and has not carried out my commands and Samuel was distressed and cried out to the Lord all night. Samuel rose early in the morning to meet Saul. And it was told Samuel, saying, Saul came to Carmel, and behold, he set up a monument for himself. Then turned and proceeded on down to Gilgal. Samuel came to Saul, and Saul said to him, Blessed are you of the Lord. I have carried out the command of the Lord. But Samuel said, what then is this bleating of the sheep in my ears and the lowing of the oxen which I hear? What, the, what then is this bleating of the sheep in my ears and the lowing of the oxen which I hear? So in building a church like what we've, we've, uh, we've been establishing from, from the beginning, Jesus said, I'll build my church. The building of a church involves an increase in numbers in the members. Okay, so the church must increase. Don't take it for granted that if we are 30, it's okay to be 30 forever. No, no, no. That not, it's not good at all. And we can bring people from different villages. It's every Sunday we come village by village, if, if, if we are going to be shepherds of this church here, every Sunday, somebody's responsible for a village. You take somebody with you. And then you are taking a village. You are going from house to house and inviting people to church. Sunday morning you go and say, I invited you, I came to call you. Sunday after Sunday, village after village. We divide ourselves on, 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 this, on this idea. Now, if you don't do that to help what God is doing, you become a disappointment. And many people have become I have, I have had a lot of disappointments in my ministry here in Guyana because I have loved people, trusted people, invested in people who now don't don't find me anything, don't think about me, don't care about me, cuss up, do our kind of thing. And it's very interesting, Pastor Sam, how the people that I came here to start a church, who, found, who met in a church, as they have left the church, they are going to parties together. People who never knew each other until they came to the church. As they have left the church, they are ganging up outside the church. Making each other godmother, godfather, all kind of thing. You ask yourself, if it wasn't Lighthouse Chapel International, where would you have met this person? You are fighting the man and you've left the church, but the friend you found in the church, you have not left the friend. Are you not hypocritical? Are you not a hypocrite? If you don't like the church, if you don't like me, you don't like anything about us, then the pe- people you met in the church, you also don't talk to anybody. have uh, You selected some, and then you don't talk to some. It's hypocritical. And so many people become disappointed because they don't do what the Lord wants them to do. Like here, Saul, God was not very happy with Saul. Because when someone came and he told someone that he has done everything he was expected to do, someone said, but I hear sheep. I hear bleating of sheep. You are saying that you have killed every, everything. But what am I hearing? It means that you have been a disappointment. You didn't do what you were asked to do. So we want to look at 13. 13, before we go. 13 signs of disappointing shepherds. 13 signs of disappointing leaders. 13 signs of disappointing elders. If you are going to be a disappointing elder here, you will be in these 13 signs. 30 signs of disappointing uh, uh, um, board members. So when you feel it, just say, ouch, it's okay, right? Because I know you feel it. Yeah, that one sting you. Just, when, when, when it sting you, just say, hallelujah. Number one, disappointing shepherds will make you regret that you appointed them. Yeah, I have regretted appointing some people as pastors. I have. Yes. I have. I was asking one of my pastors to leave their jobs and go um, somewhere to start a church. The pastor said, yes, bishop. Then a week later, I said, ah, but I asked you to go. What is happening? She said, Oh, um, where I'm working, my, my boss depends on me a lot. So I'm, I'm giving my boss up to the month end to find a replacement before I leave. Very interesting. So right there, I see a disappointment. So I told the pastor, I said, how come you are interested in your boss and you're not interested in me? (laughs) You, as I have said something, you don't want to do it now. But you also don't want to leave your boss now. So it means that your boss is very much highly esteemed in your eyes than me, your bishop, who has trained you and appointed you as a pastor. I, I said, you have shown me clearly whose side you are on. You have actually taught me that you don't like me. That you don't, you don't respect me and my words are not important to you. The person wasn't saying anything. I said, you don't have to say anything. Your actions have spoken louder. And I don't care how nice you are, how beautiful you are. There's some caricature inside of you. There's a demon inside of you. There's, a, there's, there's an ugliness inside of you that you don't want to show. But out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth has spoken. Disappointing shepherds. They they make you, they make you regret. Make you regret that you appointed them. That's what God said. I regret that I have made Saul king. 1 Samuel 15 and verse 11. For he has turned back from following me and has not carried out my commands. The pastor said, "Later, not now. Later. Yeah, yeah. I have been disappointed by some pastors, people that I thought, you know, share the same common vision like me. You want to save souls. You want to win the lost at all cost. Want to build churches." want to plant churches, want to raise people. And so they followed me. They went to Bible school all the way in Ghana and all of that came back. I had a lot of hope. Many of them are out there. Wasting their lives. Wasting their lives. So disappointing pastors will make you regret that you appointed them. Do not allow your pastor to regret that he made you a deacon in the church. It is possible that you can be a problem so much to your pastor that he will wonder, was it God who spoke to him that he should appoint you? Or it was the devil who spoke by mistake. (laughs) Because instead of rising up to join hands and to fight alongside and help, you have become an opposition leader. In the church, you become Obrinotin. In the church. Yeah, yeah you become Obrinotin in the church. Ask your neighbor, are you an Obrinotin? What did they say?
2: He said, no. <laughs> Who's that?
1: Number two, disappointing shepherds follow their leader only to a point they do not follow him completely. They follow their leader only to a point. They do not follow him completely. <laughs> like the pastors who now go home before I go home. Yeah? They followed me to a point and they got to a point and they say, you know what? i tired. I won't go home. I got things for do. I want sleep. It's been all day. But they forgot that when we started this business, we were excited together until midnight. Yeah, don't want to leave. So that's the Bible say, I regret that I have made Saul king, 1 Samuel fifteen eleven, for he has turned back from following me. He followed till a point. He followed till a point. If you don't follow all the way, you become a disappointment. Don't follow when the the building was small. And now that the building has opened up, that your your commitment and your dedication is needed more, now you have stopped following. You have stopped doing the things that you used to do. Don't follow to a point. You must follow all the way through. Don't be like a saw. Who follows up to the point? In the beginning, it wasn't so. Saul went to look for his his father's donkeys. He became a king. And then he became a king. He was enjoying himself only to stop following. Not very long after that, he stopped following. So watch it. When you are a leader and you follow your pastor or your shepherd to a point. I call it.
2: Are you there? <laughs> Hallelujah.
1: <laughs> Number three. Disappointing shepherds do not follow the instructions and commands of their pastors. They do not. They do not. <laughs> do you know that you're supposed to carry out instructions and commands? It's part of the work we do. Yeah, the Bible says that we, we, are, we are an army. Fight a good fight of faith. Endure hardness as a good soldier. I have fought a good fight. The church is a fighting force. And so you need, we have a commander who commands his troops. So if you are under a pastor, under a leader, if you are under me or under Pastor Sam, whichever pastor you are under, you have to follow instructions and obey them. Do not, do not, what? Disappointing shepherds, do not follow the instructions and commands of their pastors. I regret that I have made Saul king, for he has turned back from following me and has not carried out my commands. Saul felt that it was a good thing to leave the, the sheep, the nice ones, and offer them as a sacrifice to God. When God has not said anything like that. So sometimes we have better ideas. I said sometimes we think we have better ideas. Now in a church, Pastor Sam has a very interesting situation here. I don't have my mother in the church. I don't have my auntie in my church. I don't have my sister in my church. I don't have my wife in the church. I have my wife in the church. So that's the only common thing. We have, which is a little easy. <laughs> and so, when in Pastor Sam's case, and I'm sure there are some relatives around, isn't it? That's a brother. Well, that's a brother. Okay, all right, yeah. So now you have to, you have to, you have to, you have to, brother, auntie, sister, mother, you now have to see whether when. Pastor Samuel McPherson says something, whether you would think that it's your brother who is speaking, or it's a man of God who is speaking. I take it very far sometimes. And I say it this way, even as pastors and our wives, we are anointed vessels. Wives should never struggle with Satisfying us, huh? Yeah, it shouldn't be a struggle because every part of our body is anointed, from the head to the toe, anointed vessels. And you must, as a wife, be very excited to have an anointed person coming into your life. Ah! Every night you have to sleep expecting a miracle.
2: <laughs> Come on, somebody! Hallelujah! <laughs> yeah, expecting a visitation.
1: Not that there are some days you are expecting visitation, some days the door is locked and closed because, you know, two days you, you break it down, right?
2: A breakdown. <laughs> yeah. It's
1: very important to, to do that because you, even in the church, you, see, you, you realize that emotions always take the best out of us. I mean, I, I think that if there's any group of people I've met, I've not met too so many, that are very ruled by emotions, it's Guyanese Christians. Emotions are at top. When Guyanese Christians become emotional, Bible doesn't work anymore they thrown out and it is how I feel, what I know, how I think. That is what must happen. So, so even in a, in a church world where you have people who are familiar with you like a wife, sometimes when you say things, I mean, I've been in meetings where I've made decisions that if I was to look at my wife's face, I would change my mind. So I don't look at her when I'm making decisions. Because she has a way of making you feel that this thing you did, Charlie, why don't you go down a bit? It's too harsh. Sometimes she takes a deep breath. She does. (sighs) I know it. I know the signs. And I take my time and sail through all those deep breaths. Because it's like, if I wish that, if I was to ask her, sweetie, what do you think? She would say something different from what I'm saying. Because when somebody is close to you in the natural sense, it can be very difficult when the coin flips to see the person spiritually as a very strong person and somebody you should not argue or discuss anything with. It will will be in the entrance of all of us who are related with Pastor Sam. It's a blessing to have somebody like that among you. I'm telling you. It's a blessing that you have your brother, you have your nephew, you have your son who is leading a movement like this. I wish my parents were alive. I mean, like this acceptance, I would have asked my father, are you accepting here? Is it acceptance? Tell me, which which part of the Bible are you following at this stage of your life? You know, I would have asked a lot of questions. Because as you grow, you become more bolder. Because you can't ask my father any question, you know. My father sits down on on the veranda like that with his face straight. And he has his toothpick and he's, you know, picking out his teeth after he's eating his fufu, his fufu and goat soup. He's picking up his teeth like face straight. <laughs> you can ask him no question. Uh, <laughs> one day somebody said but your father when I pass he doesn't smile. I went to tell him. He said, "As you smiled, as you smiled who?" <laughs> So as the years have gone by, I wish he were still around to share some, you know, old wisdom, you know, some wise things with me. So it's a blessing to have Pastor around. Who is our brother? Who is our we 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 are the ones who should actually hold his hand and support him the greatest? Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody should know that you have an anointed person in your family. That if one of my brothers, one of our brothers is an, a man of God, is anointed. Is this, is that. You, you must hail him. You know how the Rastafarians is hail, hail. Rastafarians must hail him. Yeah. Let us not struggle. You see, let us not make him even afraid to make decisions. And even if he was to say, What do you think? I say, what? I don't think. What do you think? That's what we are doing. Some of you, if he says what do you think, you, you feel you the test. Oh, you know, it's a good thing, but I think that... You see, you have, you have spoiled it. You have spoiled it. That's exactly what you shouldn't do. Because the next time, if he's making a decision, he will feel that you have something to say. So it becomes a trend. Now, he can't solely make a decision until somebody says something. Before I realize, at the end of the day, the whole idea has been diluted. Are you with me? Brother McPherson, are you there? Are you sure you are there? Uh, you understand what I'm saying, right? Yeah. You, are the one who should walk, you should clean his boots. Yeah, wash his car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, My brother, I hail you. Whatever you have, I want some. Because if it's money he has, he was say, oh, brother, some man, you know, you know your brother, you know your little brother, you know, like, it's uh, tight, man. <laughs> I see baby brother, man, you know, must look look my way, look my way, you know, ma, give me a little raise, man, yeah, because as you see him coming, coming, gold, See, so Sister Simone walking on gold, shoes are gold, ah, you, man, you, <laughs> you, you take your brother, you know, brother Sam, you know, man, I want to tell you something, man, your brother things, things, things ain't easy, man, you know we got aisle but man, there's no aisle in me tank. <laughs> <laughs> you will you will ask for something. So how come when it comes to the spiritual realm that he's high, he's elevated and we don't want what he has. So those here in Trafalgar, Pastor Sam, anytime Pastor Sam is leaving his car should be clean. He's silent out. Because you are there, he should never go to a car wash. And if you have the permission to drive it, the car, just do as if you are parking it properly, go to the gas station, fill the tank, and come and put it back there. You hear me? All right. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you heard me. Yeah. Because few people get a chance to go into men of God's vehicle. Few. I mean, nobody moves my car. I mean, my other car, people use it. But now, this small one that I have, people don't move it. I don't know whether they're frightened or something. I wish they would move it and take it to shell and bring it
2: back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Frightened.
1: Yeah. So when you get a chance to be close, you have to allow yourself to do nice things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and when you look at Sister Simon, Sister Simone, these days, eh, we want to bless you with, you know, this, them African people hat like that, a big one like that. Every month you go get a new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Use me first lady. We want to dress you up, man.
2: Yeah.
1: The church is quiet. Yeah. So disappointed shepherds do not follow the instructions and commands of their pastors. Yeah. I don't wash my car. I wash my car when I want to wash it myself. I have people who wash my car for me. And I tell them, it's not clean. You didn't clean you clean it well. Yes, Bishop. I said, this side, clean this side well. Yeah, by the grace of God, I have a son in the house who cleans my shoes before I leave, washes my clothes, and folds them. And thinks that, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah.
1: I just wear them and throw them in the wash. Yeah. I yeah. say, make sure the white stays white. Okay? Good. <laughs> No, you don't know what is inside of these things. To catch an anointing, you need to serve. You need to serve. You, you, if you don't serve, you will not catch an anointing. And you start a church and see who will come. You try you try and see who will come to your church when you start. That's when you know that people are anointed. Where's your legs? <laughs> yeah, that's my, one of my little pastors, young pastors. I have sent her to Timerée. That's about two or three Sundays ago. He started having church under a tree. So, will you, do you appreciate something like this? I'm sure you will be happy to have a building like this in Timari. Yeah. If they don't break down the place, we'll build one. Yeah. Just started three days, three, what, two, three weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah. He's going to Temeri at the back of the airport to start a church. How old are you? 25 years old. Yeah. She's waiting for man. So, I said, she should go look for man over her. <laughs> Under the tree. <laughs> when they get out of the plane, she'll catch one.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: And when I told her to go, she's one of the few people. And then Maxwell, that's Tamika. Also, they, these girls joined the church at a very tender age 11, 12. They're not big people. Maxwell, too, I asked her to stay on the West Coast. So you're aware, then I'm still. Metamiazor on the west coast to go as pastors. They are one, two out of the seven I sent out. Uh-huh. So it's, it's about seven, I, seven were, had leprosy. There's only two have come back to say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and they've gone, they are the younger, the younger of the, uh, the, the, the rest of the crew. And you see that as young as they are, they have listened to my instructions. The older ones have a lot of stories. I think one of the old people is he, starting this Sunday who <laughs> is starting this Sunday L.P. <laughs> Elizabeth because I have a lot of women so I decided to use them because the boys stay there for nothing man yeah you use them right leave the boys in the, in the house <laughs> and that's L.P. Elizabeth she's going what well. is it Melanie Melanie you're starting tomorrow wow Do you have a place? She doesn't have a place. Can you believe it? She doesn't have a location. But she's going to start church tomorrow dressed in her yellow. Her high heels and her black hat and her cross. That's all. She's coming with offerings. She's coming with uh, uh, attendance uh, uh, figures. You wait and see. It will happen. Like that, like that. You don't fight. Disappointing shepherds do not follow their instructions. Number four. Disappointing shepherds choose the sacrifices they make. Is that not what Saul did? He chose. When well, he said, kill all of them. He said, no, no, no. I'll kill some and leave some. Disappointing shepherds, they choose the sacrifices they make. Saturday come. Let's do some work in the building. We want to start in the morning early so that by 2, 3, we can close so we can rest for the next day Sunday. We, when we come here, we start, we start at 12 o'clock. That's when you are coming to help. You got things for do Saturday mornings. So what Pastor Sam is saying, come early 7 o'clock, you deponder. You you are a disappointing shepherd who chooses what kind of sacrifice you will make. I tell my pastors in the regions, I say, every Tuesday I want to see you in Georgetown in my, in my church in Samaria. You see, their churches are not doing well because they are disconnected from the vine. If they don't want to connect, they will not bear much fruit. And they don't understand that. Because they are choosing the sacrifices they will make. He said, what? As you come from Batica every Tuesday evening, Bishop, know how much money it is? Speaking tongues. Now you've gone into prayer meeting. You are choosing the type of sacrifice you make. It is a disappointing shepherd who behaves like that. Number five. Are you there? Oh. We'll close just now. You can't get the 13. The book is available in the Macarius. Disappointing pastors or shepherds do not consider themselves as sheep once they have been appointed and ordained to the ministry. You see, Saul thought that now that he's king, he can do his own things. <laughs> Disappointing pastors do not consider themselves as sheep once they have been appointed or ordained to the ministry. Yeah? We wait for the elevation and once we are elevated they say, oh, I me, mean, I'm a pastor. Those things don't apply to me any longer. Yeah, it's, it's for them. It's for those, for those who are not elevated. It's for them, not for us. <laughs> what do you think? Is it beautiful? Yeah? When you ordain them and you appoint them, then they exempt themselves from the things that everybody has to obey and follow. They are not sheep anymore. They become a big big sheep, a wild sheep. So watch it. The fact that you are an elder in the church does not make you somebody who is immune to the instructions and the leadings and the directions of your pastor. Are you there? Let's oh, yeah. mm-hmm. like that, sister, sister McPherson. Yeah. I'm not sure whether you are part of the board or anything, but it does not exonerate you from still being somebody who pastor will say, "Come for prayer meeting." Yes, pastor. Come for fasting meeting. Yes, pastor. Give offering. Yes, pastor. We are going to judge now. Yes, Pastor. Everything is yes, 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 yes. If you are high, it does not take you out. (laughs) Hallelujah. It's rather those who are appointed and ordained, they rather must become more sheep like. Yeah, more following, more following, more following, more following, following even deeper than before. Oh, Calvin? Yeah, deeper than before. Yeah. Now I can stay out of prayer meetings because I have. Uh, uh, they said, it. "Look at his stomach anointing." It's, a, it's, a, <laughs>
2: yeah, it's air. It's <laughs> Yeah.
1: Well, now I have. How many passes do I have in the cathedral? I have about what thirteen. We're well, thirteen. If now there's seven, right? Yeah. 13 pastors with me in the cathedral and they ain't doing nothing. So I said, No, 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 no. Now, in the prayer meeting, I, I, you have to pray Friday night. By the way, I saw your offering Friday night. It wasn't good at all.
2: Hey!
1: yes, I said what kind of offering is this you turn on people's light for two hours and is that the offering you give you know how much GPL charges for two hours of light <laughs> no you don't you don't know bills, that's why you, you Yeah. no I saw it you see even though I don't come I see a lot of things so I said they are there. Why should they not handle some of these things? I don't have to pray with you all the time. I don't need you to pray. You rather need each other to pray. Amen. So the fact that you become a reverend minister, and you became a reverend minister the other day, yeah, he's a big man. He's trying to do
2: cha. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
1: Even though you have been elevated, you still are a sheep. Yeah. When I call you, it's not now that you say, Oh, uh, I'm busy. Can I call you back? Hey. hey. Really? What? That's the last time you die, you die my number. <laughs> no, 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 You guys just talk. Yeah. You have to know the difference. So disappointing pastors do not consider themselves as sheep. Once they have been appointed. Or ordained to their ministry. Number six, let's do two more and we close. Disappointing shepherds do not remain small in their eyes. Disappointing shepherds do not remain small in their eyes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You have to remain small. No matter who, you You have to remain small. If you allow haughtiness and pride to enter into you because you are whatever, that will be the end of your life and ministry. Pride, God fights people who are proud. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 15 verse 16 and 17, then someone said to Saul, wait and let me tell you what the Lord said to me last night. And he said to him, speak. Someone said, is it not true? Though you were little in your own eyes, you were made the head of the tribes of Israel and the Lord anointed you king over Israel. So when you were little, that was when you were promoted. And now that you are promoted, you don't see yourself small anymore. So disappointing pastors, they don't keep the humility they start ministry with. At a point, they feel they are big. They are this, they are that, they are that. And and many of the pastors that have left the church, it's because they felt at the point that they they were not cheap. They are not little in their eyes anymore. When they came into the church, as nothing. And all the things and the investment that has brought them somewhere, at a point, they feel that they are big now. May we not have those people around anymore in Jesus' name. Let us remain small in our eyes so God will continue to promote us in every area of our lives. Finally, number seven, disappointing shepherds argue and defend themselves, never understanding the point that is being made. As I told you when my case came up, there was nothing to argue or discuss. You don't. You have to learn that. Yeah, no, There's no option. Let me tell you. In my natural life, I don't have a case against my father. No case whatsoever. Never. It doesn't happen. There's no room. What he says, that's what you do. If you have not had a father like that, or you have not had a father at all, when you come into the church, you struggle. Because it's like, well, what you're saying is not all that. Me too, I have an idea. Me too, I have something to say. But if you have lived with a natural father before, who is very strong and authoritarian or traditional, you will not see anything. <laughs> when my father receives visitors, my mother will get them water to drink and she disappears. Why? The people didn't come to her. It came to him. She, she's not finding somewhere to sit to say me to eye in the conversation. No, she will regret. My father said, "Go, go out, go out." <laughs> ah. No, 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 no. In those days, those generations, my father was born in 1924. Those people, women don't sit in their meetings unless they are allowed. Oh, yeah. So she does it. When she comes, she serves. And then she goes there. If he needs her, I say, Cecilia, come. Come and sit down. And she comes and join the fun and laugh and joke and all of that. Otherwise, when they are leaving, they said, Where is he? Where's madam? Okay, so thank you very much. You are leaving. So, oh, okay, thank you for your visit. Okay, have a blessed something day. That's it. Finish. Whatever they came to say, isn't she business? She business is she man, not them people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm sure it made the old marriages a bit smoother, isn't it? Because you don't go where you are not allowed to come. You, you do what makes the, the husband comfortable. I think that's why their marriages, some of them lasted. Uh, these days, oh, you are not even wanted, you are there. <laughs> Let me go. Let me go. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there. Uh-huh. The two shall be one. Why I gotta go out? Why I can't sit here too? <laughs> You love me. (laughs) No, there's no discussion. No, no, no. We play by my father's rules. You need money? You tell him way before. Because he says he has to go to the bank for a loan. (laughs) So you have to tell him early so he can go and apply for the loan. He ain't going to apply for no loan. (laughs) The money is there, but he doesn't want to operate at ad hoc. That you come today, you need money, and then he gives you the money. No. I think he tried to create an impression that he doesn't have money. So you don't get comfortable. Yeah, so when you need money, you tell him a week before. So he can go to which bank will lend him money. <laughs> I tell you, it takes a week to process it. And you see that he will after he said, Collins. Come. How much did you say you, you needed? Oh, okay. All right. Here you go. I said, thank you. That's it. You need money? You can't talk to him standing. You have to sit down. Anytime I want to talk to my father, you have to sit down. He doesn't deal with people standing. Daddy, um, so, okay, sit down. <laughs> you don't talk to him standing. No, you have to sit down. Yeah. If you don't sit down, you, you can't talk. No, no, no. It doesn't deal with people standards. Daddy, um, a, sit down. Yeah, sit down. Have a seat. Speak. Yeah. Relax. Yeah, speak. <laughs> because when you stand and talk, it, there's a certain rashness in it. It's like you're in a hurry. And he doesn't want to be hurried. Let's sit down. So if I have any questions, I don't feel like I can't ask. Are you with me? Yeah. Argue and defend. Watch it when you argue when your pastor tells you something. Watch it. Oh, but pastor, but pastor. Yes, pastor, what you are saying is true, but many people say that. Yes, pastor, I know what you are saying. You don't know. We like saying that. I know. You don't know. What do you know? If you know, you would have been the Pastor. You don't know that's why you're not the pastor. So defending and the, what defending, and you don't understand. You have to explain the thing. Now sometimes you have to explain over and over and over again. I was talking to one of my pastors, he wants to buy a vehicle. He's sending me pictures of the vehicle he wants to buy. So I said, Man, you sure you won't buy a vehicle? He said, Yeah. That's okay. All these vehicles you are you are sending me pictures of, they don't look nice. If I were you, So I asked him how much money he has, and he mentioned that whatever money he has. I said, "Why don't you go to a car dealer, give them that money, and then whatever is left, pay it on a monthly basis, because what you have, it will pay about 70 percent of, of the value of a car. He said he doesn't want to have any monthly expenses. So he sent me a vehicle. I said, bye. These are some some tug people vehicle you sent me. Then he sent me another one. Then I said, hold on. By the way, can you drive? He said, no really. I said, do you have a driver's license? He said, he's trying to get one. I said, you know what? Don't send me no vehicle pictures. Don't send me no pictures, okay? Make sure you get a driver's license. Send me a photo of it. Make sure you can drive. Let me know that you'll drive. And then I'll help you choose a car if you want me in that. Way. Within that same week, I saw him in church with a, with a vehicle. Yes, driving. A vehicle with Goli written uh, on, on top of it. <laughs>
2: the Goli <gully> car. <laughs>
1: Yeah. But when, when you when you get a pastor like that, it's a disappointing shepherd. It's a disappointing shepherd because if you see the car he chose for himself. Yeah, it's a choice box. It's a choice. I mean. If you see the car this my shepherd has chosen and he's driving. Police will harass you every day. Because your car looks like a, a car that you need harassment of. Because in the acquiring of the vehicle, the, the whole thing, everything you bring up, up, this argument, this back and forth, it's a sign of a shepherd who disappoints you. Disappoint So he's, he's, he's driving nicely. Yeah, he's driving, comes to church with his vehicle drives his gully. I think the other day somebody helped him to remove the gully from there. Because <laughs> yeah. he's seen a few people drive so he wants to drive. And so whatever you say his argument is defending. I don't even know whether he has a driver's license. He probably has one, right? Yeah, you could get out here like that. He's driving. So now after church, he drives home. He's going to cool off and he comes back for evening service.
2: Yeah.
1: I'll ask him to give you a lift. (laughs) Watch shepherds or leaders who are always defending themselves. So he bought a car half the price of the money he has. People don't understand vehicle. When Vigo says, I ain't going no more. <laughs> oh, 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 as time goes on, you you, you, catch yourself. <laughs> you catch yourself. Yeah, you learn by experience. You catch yourself. But the defending, the never understanding is a trait. It's a trait. Is, it is a sign of somebody who is a disappointment. And so I pray that we don't walk in uh, those, those things. Where you are, disappointment, you are always arguing, you are always defending, your pastor is never right, you always have to prove that he's not right, that what he's saying is not true, it's not completely so, no yes, you know, bishop, I understand what you're saying, but. We like that, you know, the but. Once you do but, you should know that you are behind. You've gone off. You've gone off, completely off. Because you are trying to negate and eliminate the man of God and what he's saying. That's what happened to Saul. That's what happened to him. He started arguing. So, oh, yeah, no. I did, yeah, no, no. But you saw there were some two nice sheep that I felt like it's so wrong to kill this nice sheep. I mean, why can we not just use this nice sheep to, to do some sacrifice? I'm sure God will be happy. You don't understand. You're arguing. That, that wasn't the instruction. Back and forth. Oh, it's heading. So God said, "That's it. It's finished. I don't want you to be kin again. Because the next time I send you to do something, you will argue with me. And so I have to choose between somebody who will argue with me and somebody who will not argue. And that was the end of his kinship. And so I, I pray that in the building of the church, will become shepherds who understand how sheep can remain in the church. And that we also will rise up and become good shepherds who God can continue to use in this church. Put your hands together for the Lord. Stand to your feet, please, if you will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Why don't you thank the Lord this afternoon? Lift up your hands. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Makato. Reke baby besatabaraba pray and thank God. Thank God.
0: Thank God. Thank God. God. Rabu shikiri ya baba, shikiri ya ma rabba, shikiri di bi, bibi. Rabu oh shikiri bia ma na ma ma ma, shikiri bia bada baba baba ma, Raka Baba Baba Sibiki Bibi and Aba Mababa Rabu Bushiki B we thank you, O Lord, for this outreach we had today. Rashiki Abada Mama Siki Bibi Ama mama Siki bibi Rabu Bushiki Mama Maka Mama Shiki D Bibi. Rabba Mama Kamana Mama Kamama Sibikidi mama Shiki Bibi for the teaching we received, O Lord. We thank you, Rabu baba you have made it possible for us to be here lord we thank you rabu bibi bibi Riki be a barababa, Rabba Kamara Mama Siki be a barababa, rabu shiki be a mama come on a mama sick be a mama shiki baby Rababa sickity be a Mama Shiki be a manababa Rabushiki Biya Massiki B for the topics for the points for the scriptures we thank you Lord Rapushiki Ababa Mama Sikiamaba Rapushiki Bibi and Mama Kamara Mama Siki be a manababa Micki mama Mana Mamma Mama Sikibiamama Shikibi Amanama Rabba Baba Baba Shibiki be a Mama Mamma Mama Shiki Raba Shikibi Ama Sikibi for the wisdom we have received today, Lord Rashiki, thank you, Raba Shiki, Raba Mama Siki be a Mamma Shiki be a Maba Raba shiki be a mamma shabbi a mamma shiki baby Raba shiki be a mamma sick it be a Baba Baba Raba shiki be Mama Shiki be a Baba, baba, shikiri bi. baba, baba, shikiri bi. We are more wise, Lord. Rakab, baba, baba, shikiri bi. We are more knowledgeable, oh Lord. Rakab, mama, shikiri bi. We are, mama. Lord, we thank you. Shikiri bi, shikiri bi, Rabba rabba ma ma shikiri biyaba baba rabba. Rabu shikiri biyama na ma shikiri biyama na ma For the many revelations we've received, oh God, we thank you. Rab shikiri biyisikiri ma 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 ma. Rabba 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 shikiri
2: biyama na ma ma ma. Rabka shikiri biyama na ma ma ne mekeblodo, rika ba rabba ka.
0: Thank you Lord Jesus
2: Nothing I want That your love doesn't an offer And nothing I've done That your grace won't cover it's not over Till you say so You are faithful God, you're faithful The crosses are The confidence I need Oh, your life won give up on me you never make the promise you don't keep your love won't give up on me nothing I want one more time nothing I want that your love doesn't offer Nothing I've done that your grace won't cover. It's not, over. it's not over until God says so. He's a faithful God. He's building this church. He's building this church. He's building this church. That yeah. cross is all. So. The confidence I need. Your love won't give up on me. Your love won't give up on me. You never make a promise you don't keep. Your love won't give up on me. Calling me back to the place. Calling me back to the place where I started Lost my way but I'm not forgotten It's not over till you say so You are faithful, God, you're faithful the cross is all the confidence I need Your life won't give up on me you never make a promise you don't keep Your life won't give up on me no matter how far I run, I run into your love, and when I'm falling apart, you won't let me go, no matter how far I run, I run into your love, and when I'm falling Let me go. Yeah. Your life won't give up on me. You never make a promise. You never make a promise you don't keep. Your life won't. Give
1: up on me. The cross is all the
2: confidence I need. Do you agree with me? The confidence only. Give up on me. All we need for the church to grow is a confidence in the cross. You never make a promise you don't keep is a faithful God your love won't give up on me no matter how far I run I run into your love and when I'm falling apart you won't let me go no matter far I run I run into your love and when I'm falling apart you won't let me go the cross the cross is all the confidence I need your love won't Give up on me.
1: Father, this afternoon, our confidence is in the cross alone. It is in the sacrifice of the cross that broke the back, broke the pains and the chains of death over our lives. It is the same cross. That can take us further in life and ministry. We acknowledge that except the Lord build a house, they labor in vain, them that build it. Never thank you for opening our eyes concerning shepherding and sheep, the art of shepherding. That as we endeavor to be good shepherds, that we should also be able to understand how sheep behave and what it takes for sheep to be able to stay in a place comfortably. Uh, Thank you for today and what you have accomplished here the seeds you have planted, the water that Lord you have poured on our lives, the growth that is coming forth, even the effect of today's meeting tomorrow in our service here and even in Georgetown and wherever we are represented. I pray for a fresh oil, for a fresh wind, a fresh breeze in our churches and even in God's grace, right here. And in my my hai, in the name of Jesus. Let the churches grow, let the churches be built. Raise up solid shepherds and solid leaders who understand how to work and how to behave and how to flow. Thank you for your love and your kindness. I will never let us go. You are faithful. You are forever faithful. And thank you for what you have achieved here. We expected something else. But the Bible says that there are many devices in the heart of a man. But nevertheless, it is the counsel of the Lord that shall stand. We thank you for how the program has gone. We, We want to believe that, Lord, your hand is in this. Rather than somebody made it happen this way. Because Bible says that man's ways are of the Lord. How can man even understand his own ways? Bless our churches. Bless the church here. God's grace. Let there be an explosion and an enlargement here. Let other locations receive this ministry as well. Near and far. Whatever you've laid on the heart of your servant. I pray for its fruition in the name of Jesus. Let there be a strong support here. A strong support in his home based church. Let the family, let the congregation, let all the loved ones, especially those who attended this, this session, let them, oh God, rally. Rally behind the hand anointed. And let your plans and your purposes come to pass. I honor you and I bless you. I give you praise of what you have accomplished in our lives today. In Jesus' most precious name. And somebody said, Amen. Oh, come and give the Lord a big hand clap.
0: For booking and more information on the ministry of Victor Collins, please call us on 592-691-5301 or email us at shepherdhousegy at God richly bless you.